Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we study the Bible, we're studying the Word of God, our desires to know God, know what God has told us. He's told us how to know Him, how to follow Him. So that's why we're studying the Bible. We've been studying 3 John, and today we're going to finish 3 John. This is episode 60, and we're looking at 3 John verses 12 through 15. Let's read the final part of 3 John here. Everyone speaks well of Demetrius, even the truth itself, and we also speak well of him, and you know our testimony is true. I have many things to write to you, but I don't want to write to you with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends send you greetings. Greet the friends by name. John wraps up his letter, Third John, here with uh, a lot of the standard elements of, of the closing of a letter, very similar to Second John. But first he says something about Demetrius. Now he's been talking about uh, good and bad. He says to imitate what is good, don't imitate what is bad, don't imitate evil. And his example of evil was, of course, uh, Diotrephes, who is uh, power-hungry, arrogant, and will not listen to authority. And uh, John may have to come deal with him. The idea of who to imitate which is good, well, one would be Gaius. But he's addressing this letter to Gaius. Another person to imitate would be Demetrius. And in verse 12, John introduces Demetrius. He says, everyone speaks well of Demetrius. So Demetrius is another example of someone to imitate, someone who does what is good. Uh, John said the one who does good is from God, and that would be speaking of Demetrius. Even the truth speaks well of Demetrius. Well, what would that mean? I, I think given the, the context, uh, John saying that Demetrius's life would be much like that of Gaius, that his life matches the truth. So if you look at the truth, the truth of the Word of God, you look at the life of Demetrius, you see congruity. You see they match. You see that the way that Demetrius lives matches the truth of the Word of God. That's the same accommodation he had for, for Gaius. So Demetrius, everyone speaks well of him. But he also says, and we also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. Well, Demetrius is probably the one carrying this letter. And this letter serves as an introduction, an endorsement from John as to who Demetrius is. And it's addressed to, to Gaius. And so essentially this letter is John's endorsement for Demetrius to Gaius, saying to Gaius, hey, this guy's one of us. This guy you can trust. This is a good guy treat him well. In fact, why don't you extend to him the hospitality that has been talked about to us, that uh, the people traveling through have told us about your hospitality, Gaius. So please extend that hospitality to Demetrius. The Bible often talks about a threefold witness, and you actually have that in verse 12. Everyone speaks well of Demetrius. That's that, uh, that word marturo, uh, bears witness, uh, gives testimony, and we speak well of him. And you know our testimony is true. So three times you have that word testimony, twice as a verb, once as a noun. Uh, 
the threefold witness uh, giving the, the endorsement of, of Demetrius from John. And in verse 13, uh, this is very similar to the way he closed out Second John. He says, I have many things to write to you, but I don't want to write to you with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon. And we will talk face to face. He didn't include soon in his uh, closing of Second John. And I think it might be because of the, the problem of diatrophies. John may have to come soon and deal with this guy. And so that's part of his closing. I hope to see you soon. I'll not only deal with the troublemaker, then I'll get to spend some face-to-face time with you, Gaius. And I'd like to do that. Then his final closing. Peace to you. The friends send you greetings. Greet the friends by name. So the friends send you greetings. John's saying, my friends here in Ephesus send you greetings. But greet your friends by name. So my friends, your friends, our friends, we're, we're all in this together. He's speaking of the great common community of Christ's people. Now, interesting thing here in the, the closing of Third John. How many verses are there? Because if you look at the King James Version, there's only 14. But if you also look at the, the New American Standard, the New International Version, they also have 14 verses. But if you look at the English Standard Version or the New Living Translation, it has 15 verses. Now, there's no change in wording here because the ones that only have 14, it's the exact same words uh, that are in 14 and 15. But some translations break that into two. 14, I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. 15, peace to you. The friends send you greetings. Greet the friends by name. And even interestingly enough, uh, the Broadman publishers who originally published the uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible had 14, but then when they revised it to make it the Christian Standard Version, they turned it into 15. Again, there's no change in the words. It's the same words. Some Bibles have it as all together in verse 14. Some break it into a 14 and 15. So what are we to make of this? One, it should remind us about the origin of the Bible. When the Apostle John wrote 3 John, he wrote a letter. And it was written in Greek. It was all capital letters. There was no punctuation, no paragraphs. It was just all words on one page. And that's the way it was. Now, sometime later, a few hundred years later, somebody broke it up into paragraphs. And then several hundred years after that, the 1200s to 1500 year time frame, somebody actually assigned verse uh, divisions to it. And since so uh, Third John's only one chapter, there was no chapter, but um, so the, the assignment of chapter and verses to the Bible really didn't happen until a thousand, well, well over a thousand years after it was written. That's not inspired by God. The original Third John is inspired by God. This is the Apostle John, John the Elder, John the Son of Thunder, John the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit when he wrote this letter, just as all the other writers of the Bible were. The chapter and verse assignments were made later. Generally, as they started publishing books of the Bible using the printing press, 
So that's assigned by people. And then over time, we've realized that some of that original chapter and verse marking, they didn't do it well sometimes. You know, sometimes they uh, put the chapter divisions uh, a verse or two early or late. And the danger there, as we read the Bible, we use those chapter, paragraph, verse markings to start and end thoughts when it may not actually match that way. So that's why we always have to read things in context. The, the Bible is not written with standalone verses. The, the Bible was not written with standalone chapters. The, the Bible was written as individual works. First John recently, First John was one letter. It was written like a letter. And even then it wasn't written with punctuation or even paragraph markings. So it was divided later into paragraphs, divided later into chapters and verses. And those were done by interpreters. And, and sometimes their interpretation was good, sometimes maybe not so good. So we have to be very careful of that. So why the difference? Why 14 versus 15? That was just the, the people who did the English translations decided this probably is a break in thought or not as connected, so we'll divide it into an additional verse. It doesn't change anything. But it's a reminder for us to make sure that we don't allow the way we read the Bible and the way we think about the Bible and understand the Bible to be driven and influenced by the chapter and verse markings that are there. They're additions. They're, they're useful additions. And it would be hard to find things without them. So you know, we can say, look to this particular book of the Bible and go to this chapter and this verse, and we all end up the same place. But those are, uh, those are later editions that have people made for convenience. This ends our uh, look through 3 John. As we look at 3 John, you know, what's the, there, there's four characters uh, in the book or in the letter. And, and the characters are, well, the Apostle John. He is the one writing the letter. He gives uh, the, the opening and closing. There is Gaius, whom John is writing the letter to. There is Diotrephes, who is the, the bad guy of the letter. And Demetrius, who is the carrier of the letter and receiving an endorsement by John. The themes of the letter are truth and love, much as uh, John's other writings are. We must be grounded in the truth. Our belief must come from the Word of God. We can't impose our beliefs onto the Word of God. And we're called to live in accordance with those beliefs. And we must live that out in light of love. Love for one another. And that's the, the model life that, that John points out. That you're grounded in the truth and your life matches the truth. And you live a life which is exemplified by the love for one another. Well, that's Third John. Join me again next time, and we'll start looking at the Gospel of John. See you then.